This is Smarter Markets Presents. Join David Greeley as he connects with the leaders at the forefront of carbon and climate at AIDA's North America Climate Summit, an official accredited event of New York Climate Week 2023 and the UN General Assembly 2023. This episode is presented by Base Carbon, sensible carbon investing. For more information, visit basecarbon.com. Hello, Svenja. It's great to see you. Great to have you here with us on Smarter Markets at the AIDA North America Climate Summit 2023. Great to be here, Dave, after when did we record the podcast earlier this year. Absolutely. It's great to sit here with you in person and in New York. In person's always best. And, you know, a lot of the conversations I've been hearing around the conference are about the need for carbon markets to get investment capital to projects quickly and at scale so that we can really make a difference in terms of climate action. And you're director of origination at Base Carbon, and that's a lot of what you spend your time doing. So I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about you know, how you're using the carbon markets in your approach to support climate action. Yeah, great question. If we think about climate action, we are far behind anything. And I think it's important to really understand carbon markets, not as an as a market that is outside of climate action, but it's embedded. Carbon markets are at the end of the day, market-based climate mitigation tools for both climate mitigation and adaptation. So if we think about it, if we want to scale climate action, we need to scale carbon markets. And coming back to a market-based mechanism, the main driver of carbon markets is investment and finance. So if I think about how we can scale the markets, we need to increase the pool of finance that we have access to beyond small checks into more institutional investors, public markets, public equities, the the pool that we are currently tapping into, Base Carbon being a publicly traded company in, in Canada. So... If we think about how to deploy the capital, we have fiduciary duties and we have duties to climate, to the climate itself. So when I look at projects and how to deploy, how to originate, traditionally the market has really been on the, on the avoidance side, on the renewable energy side, but we see more and more fragmentation in the market. And with more choices comes more complication, more freedom of choice in a way. And, When we look at the market in terms of demands from the buy side, it's really moving more towards high quality, high transparency, high impact and high integrity of of credits and projects themselves. We think about where does a credit come from? It comes out of a carbon project, which we directly invest into. So in terms of um, portfolio construction and uh, capital deployment, the idea is really to diversify, to hit the needs and the demands of of the buy side in terms of price and quality and and impact. In terms of price, we really have projects that have lower capital costs up front, something like Red Plus projects or other sort of nature-based projects that are more about conservation. We are not invested in those right now. And the projects that have higher capital costs are more on the restoration side. Ecosystem restoration, such as ARR, we see a lot of demand for for nature-based restoration projects. We are currently invested in one. I can talk more about that later. Another good example for CapEx-intense projects are cookstove projects, which is more efficient household devices that are usually being deployed in low lower development countries in, in the global south. 
in order to improve um, bioefficiency for, for cookstoves. So thinking about the deployment, it's all about meeting market demands while maintaining the highest integrity of the projects that we can find in the market. And it's been a, a very interesting year in the carbon markets. You know, there have been a lot of challenges on multiple fronts. You brought up, you know, Red Plus projects where there were a lot of challenges in the media to their reputation and quality. There's challenges in operationalizing the Article 6 markets under the Paris Agreement. And I wanted to ask you, because, you know, you sit at this interesting linkage between project developers, investors, corporates with net zero commitments that are looking to offtake credits and invest in projects. How have the challenges this year or just the events of this year kind of affected how those different players are interacting with the market? Good question. Everyone is paying attention. <laughs> um, that's for sure. I think there there's really no one fit for all approach in carbon markets. And even though there has been so much scrutiny around Red Plus, there are good players and there are some bad players. Some of the bad players weren't intentionally bad, but methodologies and MRV tools, which is measurement, reporting, and verification, has really improved over time. And blind spots that were simply not visible back then are visible now. So what's important, in my opinion, is to understand the carbon market it's a dynamic ecosystem. It's not stagnant. Things are improving, projects are improving, and the market demand is asking for higher quality and more insight and integrity. So coming back to, to sort of the macro ecosystem of the market, I'm an economist. I know you are too. And I think about the carbon market in terms of a timeline and externalities that are being integrated into the market. One of the, those externalities is higher attention from corporates and Article 6, which in the end is a political risk. So we've had political risks before, national risks. There was always the risk that suddenly you would end up under a compliance scheme. But now we are really moving into this global era of Article 6. And the biggest risk for, for investments is to make sure that your project can actually be implemented under regulatory circumstances. And with Article 6, that is currently um, a big question mark in many countries, which definitely has an impact on the investment landscape because it's an added, added risk factor to, to the investment. Right. And I was curious, you know, people often say carbon market when they should be saying carbon markets. And, you know, you raised before that there's many different types of projects. And I think sometimes people want to think a ton of CO2 is a ton of CO2 is a ton of CO2, but they're very different. How are you seeing the types of projects that you want to invest in, the types of projects that companies want to support? How is that changing in the current marketplace? It is, it is changing a lot. Commodity traders won't like this, but historically we've dealt with, with a quite homogenous market. We had a lot of concentration in Red Plus, which is nature-based conservation. You make sure the forest isn't being cut down and you have renewable energy projects. If you look at the spread of the market, that has always been the vast majority. Across those project types, independent of geography, you usually had quite amount of fungibility across projects, which made it easier to establish a market price and contracts out of those projects. Now moving into 
you know, we, we see ARR, which is, which is re restoration, reforestation projects. We see a technology-based removal such as biochar, direct air capture. And each of those projects have completely different price points. Thinking about how to draw from these different projects and create a tradable contract, it's very difficult because you have spreads from 50 cents to $1,200 per ton. In terms of the nature-based nature, nature -based projects, we recently invested in one wonderful restoration reforestation project in India. It's an agroforestry project. And the first response was, why was it so expensive? And the answer is that restoring versus conserving an ecosystem has a very different price point. One of them is a nature-based removal credit which is what we invested into, and the other one is a nature-based avoidance credit. The price spread between those is $2 for avoidance to $25 for removal. And that price spread might not make sense for an external for stakeholder or for an investor that is more removed from the core business. So I think it's important that there is a lot of education and capacity building, why the price spread is there, and also translating that we are investing into these projects because they are high quality, they have a vast amount of co-benefits, which really gets into sustainable development, and because the buy side is demanding it. I heard a, a panelist yesterday who was working on the type of project that you just described, and I loved he put it as, I don't plant trees, I restore forests. And like understanding the difference mm -hmm. seems so critical. And I know you moderated a panel this morning at these conferences is often, you know, great insights on the panels, great conversations in the hallways. I was curious, is there anything that you've heard or an idea that you wanted to convey at this conference that you would want to share with our audience? Absolutely. I'm a little bit biased because I just got off the panels. So I thought about it a lot. But generally speaking, we are dealing with an ecosystem that is becoming more fragmented, and that's not a bad thing. What's important is how do we deal with the fragmentation from a data perspective? We are having an increasing amount of registries, standards, project types, prices, transactions, political externalities or influences. And what's important is to, to create an ecosystem, a data ecosystem in which that data is manageable, accessible, and we can make sense out of it in terms of reducing risk, political risk, financial risk, and understanding the market better. So digital infrastructure for the market, data insights, and data analytics to, to be more informed in an increasingly complex environment, I think is very important. Yeah, and I think you might have answered the last question I wanted to ask you, but I'll, so maybe I'll ask it to you in a different form where, you know, I've been asking people, if we're going to make the next step forward in these markets, you know, what is it like? What's the priority item that we need? Is it better standards, better technology, better tools? Sounds like technology is high on your list. Is there a certain technology or path that you see out there right now that you think is the important one for us to get right? I think. Most importantly in this market is communication. We really need to build capacity to communicate and improve the understanding of diverse players in the market. Because you open any sort of newspaper over the last 18 months, there has been a lot of misinformation. Some of it is right. Other parts, this is incredibly inflated. 
And that brings me back to the importance of, of data and transparency to build integrity and trust in projects. And I think we are moving into, into a, an era in the market where there is more attention given to MRV, monitoring, reporting and verification, which has always been an integral part of the market. But we see a lot of technology development in that part, such as digital MRV to use um, IoT sensors, geospatial data mapping, and then on top of that data management tools to actually make sense out of the data and bring more insights into, into the project quality and, and execution to make sure that the credits the end buyer is actually exposed to deliver what they promised they would. Well, thanks for taking the time to communicate with us this morning. Really appreciate you uh, making the time and the effort and look forward to talking with you some more outside of uh, the studio. Thank you for having me. This is Smarter Markets Presents. This episode is presented by Base Carbon, a financier of projects involved primarily in the global voluntary carbon markets. Base Carbon endeavors to be the preferred carbon project partner in providing capital and management resources to carbon removal and abatement projects globally and, where appropriate, will utilize technologies within the evolving environmental industries to enhance efficiencies, commercial credibility, and trading transparency. For more information, visit basecarbon.com. Base Carbon. Sensible carbon investing. This is Smarter Markets Presents. For episode transcripts and additional episode information, including research, editorial and video content, please visit smartermarkets.media. Please help more people discover the podcast by leaving a review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Smarter Markets is presented for informational and entertainment purposes only. The information presented on Smarter Markets should not be construed as investment advice. Always consult a licensed investment professional before making investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed on Smarter Markets are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the show's hosts or producer. Smarter Markets, its hosts, guests, employees and producer, Abax Technologies, shall not be held liable for losses resulting from investment decisions based on informational viewpoints presented on Smarter Markets. Visit smartermarkets.media to learn more.